0: Then from there it was just kind of connecting with other amazing mujeres right so yes. like you like Melba from Mujeres on the Rise and just it continues it's like a train and it was almost like being able to enter into a world where you're empowered by these other empowered and inspired too by all these women that are doing such amazing things that I never knew it was possible like when i was in college like i wish i would have had that community then i would have been like okay i know what i want to do i know what like the direction that i want to take and this is the people who i want to serve like i feel like i was completely lost as a first generation college student that i was
1: welcome to Agas, a podcast where we amplify the empowering voices and inspiring journeys of trailblazing latinas who are living their professional dreams creating a positive impact in our communities, and opening the doors for the next Latinx generation. I'm your host, Brenda Hernandez-Caimes, podcast manager, founder of A.S. Media, and storyteller at heart. I elevate the diverse voices of talented Latinas to inspire you to continue paving your path as a Latina creative, professional, creator, or business owner. Join me every two weeks as we share vulnerable, honest, and empathetic conversations so you can amplify your voice while pursuing your definition of success, while making a positive change. This is Say Yes. Hola, welcome back to Ellas. I'm your host, Brenda Hernandez Jaimez, and I want to say muchísimas gracias for listening again to Ellas. And I have wonderful news to share with you. Ellas was recently ranked at number three as the best Latino podcast of 2022 over at Player FM. Muchísimas gracias for always listening, supporting, and sharing your favorite episode with your amiga. Familia. Muchísimas gracias. And for episode 72, I have the greatest honor and joy to present my guest, Jennifer Cepeda. Jennifer Cepeda is a Latino brand and web designer based in Northern California. In 2019, Jen founded Project Creativa, a digital design business collaborating with talented multicultural women to elevate their brands through design. Jen specializes in logo, branding, and Squarespace website design, incorporating intention and strategy to help multicultural entrepreneurs stand out by bringing their brand mission forward. Through her content on TikTok and Instagram, Jen connects with her community, sharing tips around design, website creation, entrepreneurship life, and learnings from creating a small business. In 2020, Jen's story was featured on Forbes where she had the opportunity to share advice to help entrepreneurs avoid common branding missteps and channel their brand's personality. And I also want to share that Jen is the creative mind behind creating the podcast cover art for Agas and our logo for Agas Media, as well as for the branding. So if you've been following Agas for quite some time, you know that I love Jen and I always mention her in the episodes. So it's my greatest honor to welcome Jen Cepeda. Hola, Jen. Before we begin on today's inspiring conversation, I want to share that you can support ellas and myself in amplifying empowering Latina voices by donating to our Buy Me A Coffee over at buymeacoffee.com slash That's buymeacoffee.com slash where you can donate at a one-time basis starting at a dollar. I have set up our first goal and I would love if you can help me reach it. Gracias in advance. Now let's get into the episode.
0: Hola Brenda, thank you so much for having me and thank you for that introduction. I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy to hear it from like someone else though. Thank you. And thank you. I'm excited to to chat with you today.
1: Of course. I'm very excited to talk with you because honestly, I've said this a lot of times, but this is a full circle moment right here because when I was in the moment of producing a yes, the podcast, I was, yes, I was happy with what I was doing in terms of the content and the conversations and the Latinas I was amplifying but not so much on the cover art. And like, it it didn't quite fit the vision that I had for that moment. And I don't know how we crossed paths, but I'm so lucky we did. And I was like, you know, I'm going to invest in a yes. And this is the first step. And you were so, oh my gosh, amazing in just asking me the right questions and really knowing and being able to take my answers my vision, my mission for Agas and for our comunidad, and you were able to create what is now all the cover image, the logo, the branding. And I was just like, oh, yes. And with that, I was just like, <laughs> I can do this, and I can build this, and I can grow this. And since then, we've been able to create a wonderful friendship. You know, you've been so supportive, have given me so many advice in growing my entrepreneurship path and growing yes, and so honestly gracias like this is amazing I'm finally happy that you're here
0: oh that makes me so happy to hear Brenda and honestly thank you too because I feel like when we cross paths like we were obviously in 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 our own stages in our entrepreneur journey and I'm was more than happy to be able to like work with you and I know you always say like you liked what you had and I but I feel like you were in a stage where you were ready you had outgrown what you had you were wanting to take it to the next level so I really I'm happy that I was able to come in and, and collaborate with you to create what you have now for AS Media. And just overall the friendship, I think is what it has been my favorite part of the collaboration. Like yeah. obviously I love the branding because I I love <laughs> I I created, created it, right? It. Probably I'm biased. <laughs> but like the friendship that that has come out of it as well. I really appreciate because I don't know. It's just like it it's it's easy to connect with people online, but I feel like it's harder to maintain a friendship. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, we've never met in person, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a strange friendship, but I I really appreciate it because I feel like we've been able to help each other on our journey.
1: Yeah, and I think it's because we share the same values and we both understand, like, we're both very busy in our lives. And when we, you know, catch up, we take, like, so much, lo aprovechamos al cien. Mm -hmm. And I think when we need one another, like, we're there. And honestly, I'm so happy that from that collaboration, in a wonderful friendship was able to be created and cultivated, and as well as having you here. And you know, you mentioned earlier that hearing your bio and hearing your all your accomplishments was just like, whoa. So, as as a listener of a yes, you know what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> I want to know, and I have an idea, but again, like Jen, there's many facets of Jen. So, yeah, I want to know who is Jen behind all these accomplishments working with women like me to build the brand like what is behind all of all of it who is jen
0: yeah oh my god that's a tough question i don't know if i've ever been asked that before. <laughs> i feel like my brain has been like trained you know it's like this is who i am as jen project creativa so it's definitely a tough question but i guess i can take it back like to why i started or why mm-hmm. project creativa so i grew up my family's Mexican and they've always had businesses like mainly one business and now it's it's more of a very like established small business in our community they have a dulceria so it's almost like we've as a family worked towards building to that point and, and so I've been very involved and I've been aware of what it takes to have a business and everything like that and especially one that caters to like the Latinx community because we obviously sell products that are, you know, for the Latinx community. We do have, you know, other communities that come and purchase from us as well, but we mainly cater to the Latinx community. So it's something that I've always like been around. I've always, you know, seen and felt really empowered by because I, I like to be able to serve that community. And I went to school UC Santa Cruz for anyone who knows the banana slugs we have like one of the rare random mascots and I went to school for actually film and and digital media and sociology so I double majored in something that if you look at what I do now isn't necessarily it doesn't align right it's like it's creative it can be creative film and and digital media but it's not graphic design so I actually so I Came back home and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with my degree. I would have liked to pursue something in it, but I just, I I just, life, I feel like life took me down a different path where I started to think about how I would be more restricted if I took on like a nine to five. And I was like, always looking back at what my parents had created and what they were able to build and i felt like i wanted that but i didn't necessarily want to be part of that business yes. i'm like i want something that's my own and so for almost like a year i worked for them as well part time and i started freelancing and doing graphic design and learning graphic design mm-hmm. as i was freelancing doing really smaller projects and you know becoming self taught because that's really what i am i'm self i'm a self taught graphic designer and just learning as much as i can and learning what it m- looked like to work with someone online which was something very different than what I was used to with my family's business, which is a brick and mortar, right? You do transactions in person, like you have those verbal exchanges. And even it was strange too, because a lot of the people that go to our store, we speak to them in Spanish. So it's like having those conversations and then out trying to do something different was definitely new for me. And so I was freelancing and I really, throughout like my college experience I had, I was really blessed with the opportunity to be able to Travel abroad. And so that really exposed me to the idea of being able to travel and and work remotely and things like that. And I wanted that. And I wanted that after I graduated. So I'm like, what's the best way I can do this? But also be my own boss and, you know, create something for myself, which was through freelance as well. And so I pretty much freelanced for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And then in 2019, I was like, okay, I'm going to start something that's my own. I'm going to start my own business because I used to freelance through Upwork, and I know a lot of people are really successful on Upwork. And I, my experience was a little bit different. I just there were certain things that I didn't like, such as you weren't necessarily able to choose who you were going to work with. It was more like you you put out a bid, and then if they decide to work with you, then you work with them. But it it was really cold and transactional for me, where I wanted to be able to. Choose who my audience was, who I wanted to work with. And so that's where kind of that transition started with Project Creativa. I started to assess, you know, who do I want to work with? What's going to make me doing graphic design worthwhile and meaningful? And that's where I kind of started really dive deep into what is my brand foundation and my mission, my vision, my values. What What is it that I wanted the base of my business to be? And so that's where I'm like, okay, I am a Latina. I want to start my own business. My family, Son Latinos. I have other like siblings and family extended fa- family, like close family, everyone like a lot of people that I know are entrepreneurs and it's like, I want to be able to serve people like us right. Yes. And I want to be able to serve people in my community and beyond you know other women of color. And. Have them have someone that understands their why, right? Mm-hmm. And that's going to be able to support them through their journey. And so that's really where I started to focus on, you know, what is multicultural, Latinx, women of color, entrepreneurs, specifically women of color and women specifically, because I like that type of design more kind of, I guess, feminine, but more, it could be like gender neutral, but feminine. But if it's too masculine, I try not, it's not something that I find joy in. So mm-hmm. I tend to stick more to, you know, women entrepreneurs, not to say that they're more feminine or anything like that, but I like more of that type of design. And so that's really where I started to hone in on that focus of women and multicultural entrepreneurs. And just, I just kind of threw it out there. I really didn't know what I was doing. Once again, like I said, it was what you call a digital business and it is a digital business. I don't have a physical location. I work from home. And compared to, like I said, my parents, they have no idea what I was doing or like, you can't really compare it. So I just kind of put it out there. I was like, this is who I want to work with because I know that based on my previous experience with working with random people, I really didn't even know. I just knew their names when I was working on Upwork, but I didn't really know anything beyond. It was just like, this is my project, get it done. And so I was like, I want to work with people, um, like I said, women of color, multicultural, Latinx, and really evaluate their type of business and see if it aligns with what I want to do. Right. I... Don't want this to sound negative. Like I don't necessarily work with everyone. I I like to analyze what people's businesses are and make sure that it aligns with my foundation, and that's really important, right? Because that's like what what I said is what's going to keep me going forward. Because it's something that I like to do, right? I want to work with a business that aligns with my values as well. And so I put it out there, and I was having a hard time really getting it going because I like I said it was I didn't really know. The marketing side of it, right? I knew what I was doing, the skill of it, but the marketing side was a little bit difficult. So that's where I feel like Instagram and the power of Instagram really came into play because I told myself, okay, I'm not going to get anywhere if no one sees my business, right? So I really started to put myself out there connecting, networking, finding other people that I felt like could help me where maybe they offered a service. So for example, my business coach that I ended up connecting with, which really pushed me forward And I, I am super grateful for her, for anyone who is looking for, she's actually a a marketing strategist, but I call her my business coach because she's, that's what I feel like she is to be. She's done so many amazing things. And she was, I want to say one of the first people that I connected with on Instagram. Her name is Wendy and her business is Lovingly Bold. She's half Guatemalan, half Salvadoran, and she's the nicest, most, how do I say this? Like, I don't even know the words to describe
1: her because she's very... Let's take a quick pause on today's inspiring conversation to talk about starting your podcasting journey. If you are ready to stand out, expand your reach and strengthen your comunidad but don't know where to start, then book a 130-minute consultation call with me to answer your precise podcast questions only for $50 go to ellas-media.com slash cafecito time. That's ellas-media.com slash cafecito time. Or click the link in the episode description. Now let's get back to the episode.
0: She's the type of person that like her services are not just out there for her to make money, but she genuinely cares about you. Like she's helped me in so many aspects of my business that I feel like Without her, I don't know where I would have been back in 2019. So that's like one of the the few people that I connected with in the beginning. I also connected with Rosa Pruneda. She's a PR public relations, and she does marketing as well. And hers was similar to you. Brenda was like just a friendship. And it was kind of like, oh, you're Latina. I'm Latina. Like you're on Instagram. We're kind of trying to build our business. Like this is super cool. And but she also helped me as well. She was the one that helped me with the feature on Forbes. And then from there, it was just kind of connecting with other amazing mujeres, right? So, like you, like Melba from Mujeres on the Rise, and just it continues. It's like a train, and it was almost like being able to enter into a world where you're empowered by these other, empowered and inspired too by all these women that are doing such amazing things that I never knew was possible. Like when I was in college, like, I wish I would have had that community, then I would have been like, okay, I know what I want to do. I know what like the direction that I want to take. And this is the people who I want to serve. Like, I feel like I was completely lost as a first generation college student that I was right. It was like anyone who's first gen knows like the struggle and like the confusion behind it. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like when I found that Instagram community, I was like, whoa. Like, this is where has this been, you know? Yeah. And so that's really why I feel so like so inspired by people like you who amplify other Latina voices and other journeys, because I'm like, I needed to see that before, you know, I wish I could have seen that and like it existed, right? But it was like, I didn't have maybe access to it because I, I didn't know that it existed or where to look for it. So it really, is just like, like you said, for full circle, because then yeah. it kind of aligns with what I do. Right. I work with women who have these types of businesses who want to amplify, inspire and empower other people like us and people of color. And they do things that I wish I would have known. Right. So it, it like, I work with people who do finance and like, I work with, them and I'm like, where have you been? Like all our, yeah. like, all our people need to know this. And like, They've been there, right? But it's just like it's been super cool to be able to be work with people like that, or you that you have your podcast, other people who are coaches, other people who do like social media. So that's pretty much where I've I've been still on this journey where being able to work with the community and and that's kind of where my business has taken me. I feel like like I said, Instagram was that catalyst where it allowed me to connect with more people, and then of course TikTok was like another avenue. Avenue. A big avenue. Yeah, that was yeah. another I would say like another catalyst for me because I didn't expect it to do what it did. <laughs> um, and it's still it's like it, it was almost like another small push towards yeah. being able to reach more people, which was really great. And just a little backstory behind that it all kind of Mm-hmm. happened because of I, I don't even know if I should share this because it's like it's almost like a it's like confusing but not so like I said I connected uh-huh. with Rosa in the beginning right yes I, I became friends with her and then she shared a post and I and it was a post by Erica Cruz mm-hmm. that she was going to host a, a TikTok workshop and I was like oh that sounds it was like in TikTok for business like to help you with your business oh. and so I was like oh that sounds interesting so then I signed up it was free I showed up and then I was watching the whole workshop and I was like, whoa, like, I, I want to try this. Yeah. And I was, I posted one video and I was like, winging it. I didn't even know what I was doing. And I just kept doing it. I was like, I'm just going to try it. Like, no one knows me on here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. Like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then I just kind of kept doing it. And it, I started getting, you know, followers and, yes. and people that I was able to funnel into my Instagram and people that I really felt were aligned with, you know, Mm-hmm. The, my audience and my my target audience, the people who needed my services. And so it was really great. And I am like always thankful to Erica. And she ended up being my client as well. So amazing. um yeah I did her branding for purpose driven Latina, which is um a coaching group for Latinas. And so it it like I said, it's like full circle. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, meeting one person and then kind of getting connected and then always coming back to you, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. So TikTok has helped me as well. And I'm actually part of their first Latinx for creatives program, which is mm-hmm. I think it's, I can't remember how many weeks right now, but it's a program where they selected 150 uh, Latinx creatives from obviously TikTok. They host like workshops and they give us resources and basically to help us, you know, build our platform and really understand how you can utilize TikTok to work with brands, work, grow your own personal brand, brand yourself, which is really amazing. And that's like crazy to me because I'm like, I basically started t- a TikTok account out of, for no, re- like for a reason, but not really with, um, with high hopes of it becoming anything. It was just kind of, I kind of threw it out there. And that's really where whenever someone asked me, like, I want to start a business, like, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, you just have to do it. Like, it doesn't matter if it's mm-hmm. amazing, if it's fully developed, like you just have to put your foot out there and see what you're able to do with it. Right. And then from there you start growing and you start learning from your mistakes. Right. I feel like that's kind of the lesson that I've been seeing throughout my whole journey. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you just have to do it. You have to go forward and put yourself out there and you'll learn as you go, which has been like a constant, like I said, constant theme throughout. But yeah, I know. I don't know
1: if that answered your question. Probably didn't. (laughs) No, but it did because, you know, you gave me a lot of nuggets here of who Jen is. You know, you really have the background of your family business in a way has helped you shape what is Procha Creativa. Because while your family's business, yes, was more is more face to face and they talk primarily in Spanish to their customers, I feel like when we were talking when we were working on the cover art, I felt like like it, there wasn't a screen. It mm. felt very there was a connection there. And you and I, you know, we sometimes talk in English, we sometimes talk in <laughs> Spanish. There's this ease that I'm like, oh my gosh, Jen, she knows me. We're first gen. You know, we have like similar backgrounds, you know, and we're going through the same things and she gets me. Like, I feel comfortable with her. Like, I trust her. Like, I I honestly trust you with a And Mm -hmm. And you were able to really hone in everything, the good things of your family business and say, I want to do this, but like in a different way, no more millennial online way. Yeah. <laughs> and you really were able to say, okay, what I value about who you're gonna work with, provide your target audience, your why, and really be true to your values. And I think in the beginning, you when you mentioned upwork, well, I feel like that's an entrepreneur can easily fall into the hustle culture and forget their values and focus, which yes, money is important. It you know keeps us alive, but that makes you work with people that do not align with you as a person, as a brand, and your values. And I think sometimes we sacrifice that and you were able to say, you know, Upwork isn't for me. I'm going to do my own thing. And to know that then when we were working together, it was just months then of you being, you know, doing your thing. But the way you were, and for my listeners, like the way I was being treated <laughs> Being part of your community and then having everything explained the welcome package, the emails, everything. It felt like years of experience (laughs) that you've been doing this for years. Like, I was like, yeah, she's so professional. And like, after that, I was just like telling everyone, all my listeners know I'm like, Jen is the person to go to for your podcast cover art. Which, fun fact, I recently launched my podcast launch, launch worksheet. I didn't mention this to you, but I included you as one of the persons to go to to create your podcast cover art because I was like like
0: oh my god I didn't know that thank you oh my god it's
1: crazy And, and like obviously you know like you molding this of course you stay true to yourself to your vision to your mission and values and it's no wonder that you were able to connect with these amazing Latinas on Instagram, that people were able to connect with you on TikTok and that TikTok saw that value in you as a creator, as an entrepreneur, and this investing in you and, you know, giving you these tools and resources to grow even more. So like, I think what my listeners can take from this is really being clear on your mission, on your target audience, clients, who you really want to serve and community and how community, what we're saying you know, you met Rosa, you met Erica, Melba, myself through and other Latinas, but you were able to, you know, meet us, connect, make this connection, this friendship. And because I feel trust with you, I want to do business with you and vice versa. Like, you know, Erica, for example, you took her workshop, right? And then Mm -hmm. she was your client. And that's the power of community because we know Mm -hmm. who is the best person for the job. I know if I have to do anything with my you know, branding or graphic design or anything, Jen, of course. (laughs) So are you ready to launch your podcast? Then get up to two months of free podcast hosting from Libsyn with my promo code AYES or click the link in the episode description. Get your show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and helpful stats. Start your podcast journey and amplify your voice today. You saying and answering that question, who is Jen? Well, of course, that is Jen and that is Project Ratima, And that's the result of being true to yourself and being true to who Jen is. And you mentioned in your answer of the first question, it's been a journey of learning. So I'm curious now because it's not all success, of course. Yeah, This entrepreneurship path journey has been two years now. It's going to be in three years when this episode goes live. What have been the biggest lessons that you've learned? The biggest three lessons. And how has that made you a better gen, a better entrepreneur, and a better person to our comunidad to serve? support. Yeah.
0: So not to take it completely back to what you're saying, but I always feel like whenever you start a business or anything that you do, like you really have to be passionate about it. I know sometimes people are like, in order to have a business, you don't have to be passionate about, which it could totally be something that happens for you. Right. You can create a business, have it be successful and make money from it. And it could be some random thing. Like you're selling soaps and you don't even care about soaps. Right. But for me and just like the type of person that I am, I feel like I have to be passionate about something in order for myself to want to keep going through any obstacle. And I faced a lot of obstacles and some of them are, you know, external, some of them are internal, just going on in my head. And I would say one of them is finding a good balance. And this might be something that's very common, but if you're new to entrepreneurship and you haven't started a business this is one of like, I feel like one of the more important ones is finding a balance because when you work a nine to five, you work a nine nine to five, like that's what you work. Right. And when you're an entrepreneur, people think, you know, oh, they don't even work as much or this and that. Right. But in reality, you're working all day. And that's, if you're someone like me who has a hard time with boundaries (laughs) and I, that's something that I continue am continually struggling with Mm -hmm. Because I want to be able to work. I want to be able to like to work on these projects that I love. Mm -hmm. And I have a hard time, you know, saying, okay, this is when my day ends and this is when my day starts. I think about my business 24 seven, right? Which I don't think is something bad, but I feel like it's good to have boundaries of like, okay, these are my hours. And then after this time, this is my personal time. This is when I practice self-care because then you start getting into a system where it's nonstop. And then you burn out, which has happened to me several times. Mm. And then I don't even want to open up Instagram. I don't want to post anything. And it just, it's not a good habit to have. So I would say one of the things that I've taken away from that is really trying to find balance because that's, what's going to help you move forward. And like I said, bringing it back to being passionate. If there's no passion behind what you do, once you get to something like that, where you burn out, you're going to be like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to move forward with this. Like, I'm going to try something new. Right. But if you like what you're doing and it's worthwhile, you're going to be like, no, like, I'm going to pick myself back up and I'm going to keep going. So, I would say that's probably one kind of like finding that balance, which I can't give like tips on what that could look like for someone because I feel like it's very personal. Sometimes people, you know, they're like, I like working long hours and that works for me and that's fine. And like I said, for myself, I haven't figured out what that looks like. I kind of work all the time. Um, I And then I try to keep weekends like as days that I don't work just because I feel like I need some break or else I will burn out more consistently. And then two, I would say even something like this, like the fact that I'm on this podcast has been an obstacle for me. And I'll say just like anything with like public speaking, doing IG lives, or even in the beginning where I was working with clients and I would want to hop on zoom calls because I knew my coach was telling me, this is the way that you are able to connect with your, someone who's working with you. People are going to have a hard time buying from you. If they don't see what you look like. You're not able to show them your personality and what that relationship is going to be like, right? When they sign on to work with you. And I had a really hard time with that because I consider myself an introvert and it just, it was something that was really difficult for me because I feel like it wasn't aligning with my personality, but I knew I needed to do it in order for my business to move forward, right? For myself to be able to get more clients and connect with more people. And so I really like I said before, like I just was like, okay, I need to do it. I need to push forward past this idea of me thinking that it's something that's scary, which it still is. But I feel like the more that you do it, the easier that it, it becomes. And with that, I've been able to guest speak for group coaching programs. I've done guest speaking on branding. I've done like, I do lives with people and that's this is going to be my first Oh yeah, we we did host a conference, Heifas Unite and Elevate, which was really, really cool. That was my first one as well. I was really terrified, <laughs> but that was really cool. We basically got together with other amazing mujeres from different lines of work, some who are coaches, marketing experts, things like that. And we put together a conference. And then now this being my first podcast, Yay. which I was like, Brenda has been asking me forever. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready. I'm scared. <laughs> but yeah, I think, it just maybe that idea of like trying to push past some fears or obstacles that you might need to get to move past in order for your business to grow. Right. Yeah. And especially and I think it's just that idea of putting yourself out there, because I, I get a lot of questions sometimes in my DMs where people are like, I don't know how to grow my business. And then I go and I look at their Instagram and they don't really have a lot of engagement and so it's like you have to re- literally that concept of just putting yourself out there with connecting with people reaching out some people might not you know want to talk to you and that's fine you know there's people are always busy but there's going to be someone who's gonna be like oh yeah like let's chat like let's hop on a zoom call and have a conversation and then that's really how it, it starts going that's how I met you Brenda and that's yeah. like you know it's literally how the the community starts building so I would say that obstacle of being scared to connect
1: with people because you're like
0: oh people are not gonna going to like me they're going to say no to me and then
1: <laughs> so those two lessons have been powerful I mean I am taking a lot from this because and I know my listeners are too because I can connect with you have to set boundaries in your business because if you're not at your best how can you give your best to your clients to your, to your community like Mm-hmm. So I am with you on the same boat. A day before this recording, I was awake till like three in the morning editing because I've just been so busy working on my business. that I was like, oh yeah, I need to finish this. And I finish that. And again, placing those boundaries of yeah. no, like I need to take some rest and sleep at a appropriate time and also stepping out of your comfort zone. I think for many of us, include myself, we love to be behind the scenes and like work mm-hmm. But when it comes to, and this is, I'm you know I'm a podcaster, you know, and I've haven't had a radio show. But when it comes to like an IG live, which I'm going to do my first one tomorrow, so for this recording, when it goes live, the IG live has already passed. But Mm -hmm. I'm scared in the sense that, like, what if I mess up? But then it's live, yeah. yeah, (laughs) But if you don't try, then you will never know and won't ever get better, right? And like, yeah, even though. You've had those moments of, oh my gosh, public speaking, talking. You wouldn't notice it because you're amazing with Like, I see your TikToks when you go on live. Honestly, the growth that you've done, your first conference, like, please share with us more about that <laughs> because I imagine that was a big moment for you on a personal level of stepping out of your comfort zone, but also reinforcing and establishing this connection with your community of other Latin entrepreneurs and leaders and able to serve people that really need your work and your vision so they can elevate and grow. How did that come about? What were the questions that were going racing through your mind You're like, ah, am I ready for this? Am I not ready for this? Okay, I am. Now what? what's the action plan and how did it go? How, what was the response yeah. and communication of it?
0: So it was, like I said, my very first one being part of, and I was actually invited to it. So I I was, you know, behind the scenes helping put together, you know, the event, but it was actually the idea of my coach, Wendy, and one of the other individuals that came together to create the event. And when she asked me, I was like, yes, like, automatically yes I, even though I was terrified and I will say that I do this a lot I've told myself you know whenever I get an opportunity even if I'm scared I'm just going to say yes and that's what I've been doing I've, I've tried to say yes to as many things as I can and I really learn from the end result and that's this has been one of them and so it was really great to be able to be invited to it and be amongst you know all these women and everyone like I said there was like someone who was about mindset and it kind of, it started from the beginning. It was like, talked about finance, the mindset, right? Getting your mind right. And then it was about finances, getting your money right. And then I came in with, you know, branding and really understanding your brand foundation and what you need with design.
1: Stay up to date with all the latest podcast trends, tools, and technologies. Plus, spend the week with some of the best and brightest minds in podcasting. Including me. I'll be attending this year's podcast evolutions on March 23rd through the 26th. Join me by buying your ticket with the code FRIEND25 and save $25. That's FRIEND25. Or click the link in the episode description. I'll see you there. And then we had someone
0: talk about social media, leveraging your social media, and then we had uh, marketing, a marketing strategist, which was my coach. We had someone talk about systems and onboarding, which is something kind of like how you mentioned, where you were impressed by like my onboarding yes. onboarding system that I had, right? And so someone who does that, right? Something that you don't even think about that you will need, but when you have it established, it like it helps you a lot. It helps you, you know, automate things, which is really amazing. So if you need Any help with that, definitely go check out Brenda Cañas. She's amazing. She's actually, she does OBM, but she OBM work, which is online business manager. And then she also offers VIP days for helping you automate your systems. And then, and we had another business coach as well. So it was really cool to be able to have that conference to have, you know, people who were interested, who were in the beginning stages of their business kind of get an idea of all these different elements Mm -hmm. that are really beneficial that they need for their business and get an idea of it. Right. So compared to someone just starting their business and then having to Google, you know, what do I need to fix this? Or where do I start things like that? It was like, we were taking you from the top, kind of guiding you to give you a better idea of how you can go ahead and elevate your business. Right. Yes. We had a small turnout, but it was really nice because we hosted it live. And so people who attended were able to have you know, one-on-one with us. Um, And they were able to ask direct questions, which was really cool. And so we're hoping, I mean, we haven't talked about it, but Hopefully in yeah. you know, in the next year, we'll, we're able to do another one and really more than we did. It was kind of something that we did last minute. So it wasn't something that we were able to market for too long. But for the people that are attended they, they really loved it. So that was amazing. I did think of another obstacle, Brenda. I don't know if you want me to share it with you. Share it. I was thinking about the obstacle of like having your family understand what you do. Because I feel like it's a very common theme. And I, I feel like I might have, I don't know if I, if I ever talked to you about this, but Like I said, my parents have their physical business. They know that I do graphic design. They know that I have my business, but I feel like I tend to not share a lot about like my wins and that might just be like my relationship that I have with my parents, which is a fine relationship, but it's like, I have to like explain a lot. So I'm like, I tend to just kind of keep it to myself. But I think that's like a common theme that a lot of people who start their business tend to come across because if your parents don't understand what you do, and that's something like I said, I had to explain to them. I'm like, okay, I am working, I have my business. Like, do not bother me when I'm in my room, like, cause I still live at home when I'm working, because to them it could seem like, you know, you're
1: just on the computer.
0: You're you're just on your computer, you're not doing anything, like you're being lazy or something like that, you know. And I've I have had conversations with other entrepreneurs where that's the case in their family. So really kind of getting that obstacle, I feel like if you have that obstacle with it yeah dealing with it from the beginning just so that it's not something that kind of brings you down because I feel like that can really affect your mental health and your self-esteem if you're if like your family and your close circle isn't empowering you then that I feel like that can bring you down right so really having them understand that because like I said the key word there like digital business is something that isn't tangible for them especially if you're first generation and it's like a lot of first generation parents you know they're entrepreneurs right you uh-huh. they come to this country they start their own whether it's like landscaping business or like like house cleaning yeah. business right but it's like something that you can see and, and touch and it's like when you tell them oh i'm working like i have my online business they're like what like ni trabajas they're like qué gusto like that those phrases always trigger me even though like sometimes my parents say them jokingly but i feel like it's almost like a trigger for me because i'm like I'm over here stressed out like so tired of like uh, you know working so long and for all you know because I work pretty much all day and then to hear that and it's like because they really don't understand what it takes right because for yeah. them it's like the hard labor and exactly having a digital business it's like uh. very mental and it does take a toll on your body yeah. too if you're just sitting sitting down the whole day but having them understand that too I feel like was an obstacle that I had So I'm like, I don't want to hear you tell me
1: any of these comments that are going to trigger me. Oh my gosh. Yes, I completely agree and can connect with that because it's a first-gen Mexican-American. You know, I think obviously many Latinas have their family's expectation of what successful looks like. And Mm -hmm. it's definitely not having a digital business. And for them, it could be like, you know, we've done all of this, you know, we gave you all of this. And you're doing a digital business in your room, no. yeah, <laughs> Work for someone else. Work in an office. Be a lawyer. Be a doctor. Be an engineer. Which is all amazing, you know. I've yeah. talked to many Latinos who have done that. But when it comes to you and I, it's just a disconnect. And yeah. I guess that can bring you down. That doesn't empower you. It can trigger you on those like, eres una floja, no haces nada, ni siquiera estás trabajando. <laughs> What the fuck? No, I am. Like if you knew, if you knew. Yes. And but that I think unfortunately, what we can only do if they cannot cannot understand. And we can explain, but it'll take maybe some years for them to understand is to just accept, okay, they're my parents, they love me, but it's okay that they won't understand and approve at the end of the day, it's my life. It's what makes you happy, what makes you fulfilled. And then you go back to that community that does understand, does support you, that gets you that is going through the same things as their parents and is able to support you and you're able to lean on them. And I think, you know, you have a powerful support system, I as well. And it's just leaning on them and just knowing that we might not get that recognition and support with our parents and as Latinas that hurts
0: yeah it's like not unless they see the money they're gonna be like okay she's good yeah Yeah. and I'm like
1: I'm like Jen Forbes like hello yeah that's big that's big but you know I I understand you know and you can be recognized and you know supported and admired and you know just applauded by everyone else but when it comes to the people that you really really want it from Mm -hmm. You might not get it, and I hope we do get it, and I hope they do, do understand in the future. But it's again, at the end of the day, you have to fulfill what makes you happy and what serves exactly. your community. And I think yes, I think for our listeners and myself, we I, we connect with that, and it's gonna be a journey. But again, you've been in this journey, and I don't see yourself. I don't see you quitting on it, because look at the like a conference, even though you say it's a small turnaround. They were able to connect with you and have one-on-ones that trust me. That changed their life. That changed their business, and they're able to serve their community in a much better way. Yeah. And it feels it keeps on going. Yeah. No,
0: definitely. I mean, that's the dream, right? And you mentioned you don't see me kind of quitting what I do. Sometimes I contemplate it just because I like I burn out. But I'm like, I don't know what else I would be doing. Like if if I like really sat down and ask myself like what else would you do if you weren't doing this like I would want to do this so I'm like I can't stop you know what I mean like I wouldn't want to stop because I this is what I want to do that's kind of like what gives me that sense of affirming that this is what I should be doing because I wouldn't want to do something else right
1: wow thank you for sharing that and being open because I think in this podcast we don't talk a lot about the moment of quitting right because yeah mm-hmm. we talk about passion we talk about perseverance we talk about ignoring the no's you know the not the support from family but all that gets us down and there's a moment yeah. where like am I really doing this right should I keep doing this like maybe sh- I should just quit and like take the easy route yeah but you no, like, yeah
0: mm-hmm. no and especially like I said like doing this as like a first gen and and there are other people who do this, do the same thing as me and that are, you know, Latinas first gen, but there's not a lot of us, or at least within the circle of people mm-hmm. that I see. So I definitely get a lot of imposter syndrome because I'm like, how far can I take this? How can I grow this bigger? And it's hard for me to envision it because it's not something that I see a lot of. Right. So it's definitely something that I'm like, I need to move forward. I need to keep going forward because as a result of TikTok and kind of the growth that I've had there, I've had a lot of people reach out to me. They're like, I want to do what you do. And I am so inspired by your story. Now i want to do my own graphic design business. And that to me, like the moment that I first started getting those comments, I was in shock that someone could see me in that way, that they were inspired by me because that was never my goal. Like that was never like, you know, why I started this business to inspire someone and for someone to see me and, and say, wow, I love what you do. And that's I saw you and that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It was like, I literally wanted to cry. I was like, what? This is crazy. Like I felt so.
1: It came full circle because yes, when you started this, you didn't see women like you. And then mm-hmm. now you're doing this and Latinas are seeing themselves in you. And exactly you're giving them what you didn't see. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so it's been amazing too. And I do want to say like, more recently came across a comment where someone was very, very bothered by the idea of me working specifically with women of color and kind of catering my designs to women of color. And so I feel like it kind of, it bothered me that he was bothered that they were bothered, but it almost like it empowered me to continue working with my community because it's like, if I'm not there to uplift my community, like who else is going to, you know, like I'm not here waiting for someone who's not part of our community to uplift us. Right. It's like, we have to uplift each other. So I don't know. It was like another reminder. It's like, okay, I'm on the right path. Like you're bothered, but it's affirming me. Like, this is who I need to serve.
1: And especially when, when it's coming from a man, I mean, like, excuse me, sir, but you, you were not welcome or invited to this conversation and this is not meant for you. And of course like women, like women of color should be amplified should be elevated and like you're not gonna stop because one man said I feel bothered by this um yeah yeah and
0: it and it was more of like a comment of like excluding you know maybe like white women or something like that and and it's not to say that I I wouldn't work with someone who wasn't of color uh but it's kind of it's you know you there are a lot a lot of graphic designers out there that are Not people of color and more so than women of color. So that's, you know, another reason why I do cater my services to that community because I want there to be someone that they can see themselves in and that is going to more easily understand their why, like I had mentioned in the beginning. So, like I said, it's like I always keep getting these hints and kind of that keep me going Mm -hmm. too. So I'm like, I'm on the right path.
1: You are (laughs) in the right path, Jen. You are. And I love that, you know, you take these negative comments. And yes, it's feel for you to continue on this path. And this past two, well, we're recording this two years, but when it comes out three years, so much growth, so much growth, you continuing your path, you learning, you able to create more community support and step out of your comfort zone. And I think you inspire me. I see you as a leader and I would love to be even at the same level as you because The way you treat your clients, your community, it's just amazing and inspiring. And we've had this wonderful conversation and you shared Mm -hmm. so much. And I feel like all my listeners listeners are going to take a lot from this. But knowing what you know now, all those negative comments, those lessons, those little doubts, also wins and community. If you had the opportunity to go back in time at whatever age, little Mm -hmm. Jen knowing what you know now what would you tell her
0: I've like thought about this question before just because I don't know I've always since I was little I've never had like a clear picture of what I wanted to do when I was when I grew up like I hated that question what do you want to be when you grow up and like I would just make up an answer like I don't freaking know like what do you expect like I don't like a kid And I always think about that question. So I feel like I would tell my younger self, if I had the opportunity to speak to her, I would say, you know, the only person that can limit you is yourself. And from there, it's like anything is possible. As long as you are, you have the passion, you're dedicated, you're willing to put in the work, it's possible for you. Because I feel like a lot of the obstacles that I mentioned to you too, are things that if I said no to them, or if I said, okay, I'm going to end it here because I don't want to move forward past this obstacle, it was literally just, it would just be me limiting myself. And the same thing, like moving forward, I constantly think about it because I always tell myself, like I mentioned before, if I say no to an opportunity, what doors did I just close on myself? And I I try to think about that all the time. And I don't know if that's like a good way to look at it, but that's the way that I look at it and I feel like it's been beneficial to me because I've tried to say yes to as many opportunities as I can, obviously within reason and as long as they're mutually beneficial, right? Not someone taking advantage of you or anything. And I feel like it's helped me open doors that I didn't think were going to open for me. So that's what I would say. The only person that can limit you is yourself. So
1: powerful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love it. And again, please do not say no to an opportunity when you're Listening <laughs> to this and to yes who are listening to this, because by saying yes, you open so many doors and you are here and have all those wins and learnings. Because you said yes. And Jen, this was a powerful conversation. I'm so happy. Finally, we were able to do it. (laughs) I loved it. I know my listeners are going to love it. And for my listeners who want to join you in your journey of growth community, where can they follow? Where can they support you? And where can they hire your services? Because again, hire Jen for all your branding, (laughs) website design, AESIP.
0: Yes. Yeah. So you can find me, my website is projectativa.com, And then I have an Instagram and I wasn't able to get the handle that I wanted. So you're going to have to look up Projectativa designs. And then my TikTok is at projectgrativa. Yeah. And hopefully by the time that this is out, I will have my branding course. So for anyone who's wanting to DIY their brand design, that should be available to you. Otherwise, you can obviously get in touch with me and we can chat about your design needs and see what you need in terms of branding design or website design. I also have my Creativa logo shop. So if you're looking for a logo kit that comes with something that can get you started right away, definitely go check it out on my website.
1: Excellent. Like, honestly, I love uh, your Project Reactiva Shop. And I'm very excited for the DIY branding course. Oh my God, this is going to be huge. And yeah. I hope that when this episode comes out, a lot of my listeners go forward because seriously, you bring so much value. And I know that this course will be filled with it. And I'm just so happy that this, I imagine, is stuffing out of your comfort zone and you're doing yes. it. And it's amazing. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes I like I told you you know today and even days before I'm like I was terrified of going on a podcast and I don't know why like even now that I'm like talking to you like why was I scared I don't know but
1: yeah yeah. between thank you so much yes and no we've had
0: conversations before so I'm like I don't
1: know and you heard it there follow and support and hire Jen because if we're not supporting then we don't need men telling us that they feel uncomfortable by this. You know, we have to be there to support one another. And I thank you for listening and for joining us in this journey of Amplifying Empowering Latina Voices. Be sure to follow Ellas Now and Apple Podcasts by hitting the plus button and leave us a five star rating and review. Help us reach more Latinas by sharing this episode with your amiga. And you can continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at Ellas Media double underscore, where we'll feature your review. Muchas gracias for being part of our journey of amplifying Latina voices. I'll see you in two weeks for another inspiring conversation with an empowering Latina. Adios! If you are ready to amplify your empowering voice to your comunidad, sign up for a Podcast Function Checklist, the free blueprint with everything you need to do to launch your podcast. Download or print your free copy by heading over to as amplify. That's as amplify to start and launch your podcast. AS is an AS media production created, hosted, an executive produced by me, Brenda hernandez James. Our logo and podcast cover art was designed by Jennifer Cepeda. And thank you to Shiro, who created the podcast theme song, Sunken Streets. You can download this track on freemusicarchive.org or listen to him on Spotify, YouTube, or follow him on Instagram. This is AS Media.